0: You may not be thinking about Chicago's pools and beaches right now, but two women who worked as lifeguards years ago say the memories of abuse are still with them. They both filed lawsuits against the Chicago Park District on Monday, alleging they suffered, quote, childhood sexual abuse from male supervisors when they worked as lifeguards as teens. We sat down with WBEZ investigative reporter Dan Mahalopoulos, who initially broke the story about lifeguard abuse back in 2021, And I started off by asking Dan what these newest lawsuits allege. Here's Dan.
1: So the new lawsuit is um, probably the fifth and sixth in a series of claims, legal claims. Some have been settled out of court. And I think we currently have three pending cases um, in Cook County Circuit Court against the Chicago Park District from female ex-lifeguards who say that they suffered from this uh, sexual harassment, abuse, and even assault that took place at the Chicago Park District. As we reported a couple of years ago, for decades this went on, uh, these two plaintiffs who are, are Jane Doe plaintiffs, they're anonymous, we we, we don't know okay. their identities or they're not in court records, um, they're not identified in the cases, but they say that they worked there essentially in the few years before we broke this story in 2021. So mm-hmm. But before, do they
0: identify those supervisors, the male
1: supervisors? They do not um, name them as defendants in the lawsuit, and they don't give their full names. They just gave first names okay. in the court records. Um, but but there are a number of, of different supervisors who have gotten in trouble and, and been forced out over the years, and a couple who even were criminally charged, and one who's been uh, uh, convicted, who admitted to sex crimes against uh, teenage girls, that worked for him at Humboldt Park. So uh, we have a number of these cases, and here are two more where they, they say that this occurred to them uh, in basically the, the period right before it was, was publicly known that this was a widespread problem mm-hmm. um, at uh, Oak Street Beach, you know, is an iconic beach Yeah, uh, right very near popular. downtown in the Gold Coast. And also two beaches on the south side um, Calumet uh, Beach and Rainbow Beach
0: in the the lawsuit there's the term rotting to uh, yeah. to describe what's going on was that lifeguard lingo
1: yeah that's uh, there's there's a bit of lingo in the in the chicago beaches and pools unit at the park district um, mates. Well, you're right. They're uh, kind of creepily named, at least in hindsight, mates who are, who are kind of supervisor and above them captains. Mm-hmm. Um, very hierarchical structure where, you know, you don't go above your bosses. And that allowed them to to exploit that situation from, from everything we've been told uh, in many, many cases over many, many years and decades. But rotting is another one of these terms. Uh, that it refers to a sort of workplace retaliation or punishment. You know, we've heard before about shaken bakes, where they would take women, grab them, uh, put them in the lake, basically, or in the pool, and then and then roll them on the beach um, so that the, um, you know, the sand uh, would, would stick to them, essentially, or, or even bury them up to the neck, in some cases, from what we've heard. Mm. But rotting is, is in this sort of... Workplace retaliation or, or hazing uh, practice—it's described in these court filings by the lawyer Bridget Dignan in both of these cases, the same lawyer, as quote the requirement to work long hours in undesirable places without a break or lunch. So in one case, the plaintiff says they put her on one of these ledges, you know, one of these stone ledges mm-hmm. uh, by the lake for at least seven hours at a time without uh, a break for a meal or anything. And the other complainant says she was forced to sit. In a boat in lake michigan in the hot sun for an extended period wow. and so that's that's very uncomfortable you know they're supposed to rotate them at, at much shorter intervals but if you've ever seen them out there when you're at the beach in one of these rowboats yeah. just offshore maybe at the end of the area where where you can swim really um that's that's a sort of punishment that they were getting because they rejected sexual advances allegedly yeah
0: so in the lawsuit they're also saying that the park district officials knew that this so-called rotting was going on so i'm curious what has the park district's response been to these latest lawsuits
1: they will refuse to to comment on active litigation they would not say anything about these Uh, they they get these claims um, they try to settle them but uh, and they've done that out of court. They've they've reached some settlements where they take it to the board, but they try to keep it very hush-hush, as we reported a few months ago when we found out about the first sort of group of settlements. The Park District Board will go into a closed meeting and talk about it in private and then come out and say we're approving a settlement with a Jane Doe plaintiff. No comment to the public that it has to do with the sexual misconduct scandal. Mm. And they, they really try to, to hide what they're doing in that way, which which I think is really against the whole idea of open meetings in the state. But but one more thing about rotting, Sasha, um, you know, they, they talked about that in these lawsuits. Again, the lawyer Bridget Dignan wrote, rotting was a method used for many years by captains and mates, these sort of middle managers, mm-hmm. to punish lifeguards who reject sexual advances, to force lifeguards to go to parties after hours and drink when they did not want to drink, and to influence lifeguards to abide by a, quote, code of silence, and to stay quiet when they wish to complain about how poorly they were treated. Despite all that, there yeah. were complaints, and the Park District did know.
0: I mean, I'm mean, i thinking back to when I was a teen. Lifeguarding, back in the day, seemed like such a cool summer job, right? Almost a dream job. I remember really admiring this one lifeguard peer of mine. Uh, it paid well. You're getting to hang out on the beach or at pools. But this... Is toxic. This is actually quite toxic. And reading your story, it shows that one of the plaintiffs who worked at Oak Street Beach, she was experiencing suicidal thoughts.
1: Right. And she says that when she when they found out that she was uh, having suicidal thoughts, the middle managers as it were at the beach are basically males who are a little bit older, sometimes in their twenties and even thirties, that they mocked her for that and said that nobody would care um, and that they would laugh if at she her if she killed herself. You know that's that's exactly what she alleged here, and um, y- you know that's that's pretty pretty strong stuff that really does contrast, like you said, with this image of almost glamour. You know, it, it is a relatively high paying job, or yeah. at least it was at one time. Uh, you have to be a really good swimmer, obviously, right. to qualify. Um, so you had people from water polo teams and from swim teams at mm-hmm. schools across the city who would, uh, and, and you know, it's 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 a place that. Like many, like very few places in the country, this lakefront, you know, the the beaches especially. Uh, so we also had similar situations, as you know, in Evanston, uh, just further up the lake shore. Yeah,
0: that's right. So do we have evidence, Dan, that the workplace culture issue that we're discussing at the park district has changed at all since the allegations that you you broke in 2021
1: yeah that's a great question it's one that I, I lose sleep over and it's one that i don't know uh really the answer to i i do know that there were a ton of resignations when we brought this to light a couple of years ago the longtime superintendent who who kept it hush hush even though he had been told about it uh, many months uh, before our stories broke Um, There was uh, the head of the the, the Park District Board and a bunch of uh, lifeguards and lifeguard supervisors uh, who who were engaged in this sort of behavior that um, resigned. They promised a bunch of reforms. Uh, The inspector general investigated uh, at the Park District, investigated dozens of cases. And like I said, the the state's attorney's office got involved and brought charges uh, against a couple of lifeguards, uh, one of whom you know, admitted his guilt and the other that's still pending. I think his next court date is coming up early next mm-hmm. year. Was that enough? I don't know.
0: So the attorney, Dan, for, for these two former lifeguards isn't new to the issue, right. right? She negotiated an out-of-court deal for another lifeguard earlier this year in one of the other cases that you've alluded to,
1: right? Right. It was, uh, I think, uh, close to a million dollars, something like $977,000 uh, that she negotiated for that client. Uh, this is Bridget Dignan, D-U-I-G-N-A-N, uh, who has an office uh, not too far from here in um, in the River North area of downtown Chicago. And um, a- after that uh, first story, we found out what was going on. Um, I believe that was a uh, an out of court uh, settlement uh, that they reached with the Park District, mm-hmm. if, if memory serves. But, yes, it was. Uh, but but it, it, you know, in any case, um, you know, you have uh, some very serious uh allegations here and some people um are going to lawyers and and trying to seek some redress i don't don't know that you can be made whole after these sorts of experiences but but some people yeah are suing as we've seen with other me too scandals across the country in the last uh however many years we've we've seen this come to light in so many different spheres of our society
0: the the abuse in these two new lawsuits It stems back to 2017, as we mentioned. This is before the stuff that you you broke in 2021. Is there any kind of statute of limitations in Illinois? So we're clear.
1: So there's a new law. We're probably going to have some some more reporting on that um, coming out shortly that goes into effect on January 1st that was uh, approved in the legislature and signed by the governor uh, just this past uh, legislative session in the the spring and early summer, uh, which looks to make it easier for plaintiffs not just you know who worked at the park district but any plaintiffs who have been victims of, and survivors of sexual misconduct to come forward and makes it easier for them to sue their employer so you can you can sue an individual and there is a statute of limitations of i think something like 4 years in this new law um it may go back 4 years if i'm not mistaken from when someone turns 18 also, but you know, it recognizes that it takes sometimes people some years to process this, to want to come forward because they come under uh, a lot of criticism and, and personal criticism yeah. uh, in a lot of these cases. And, and, you know, you can remember some of the stories of former lifeguards that we talked to uh, a couple of years ago and that we had on the air, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not all of them came forward immediately. So that, that is an important, uh, uh, aspect of this new law
0: and you gave us the details of that one settlement there but how much has the park district had to pay in legal settlements
1: so the running tab um, is nearly two million dollars uh, how
0: is that impacting
1: its budget well, well you know they say that they budget for having to make some sorts of settlements but after we did the story in september revealing that um, that they had reached settlements in three cases I think two out of court and one to, to settle a case that had been where the person had actually sued in Cook County Circuit Court. They they had a bond document last month. You know they they issue bonds, they borrow money, and as a public body, they have to disclose you, you know things that might affect their finances. And they said in there that they cannot predict how the pending litigation would affect uh, them because there was a, f- a fourth case that was. And remains still pending. Mm -hmm. Now we have two more cases that they're gonna I think have to disclose in future uh, bond disclosures and you you know they're not supposed to lie in those things. They can try to spin us I guess and and without any consequence but they're not supposed to lie to their bond buyers or potential bond buyers and they say they don't know how it's going to affect them And, and I don't know how you can because the amounts that are involved here uh, can vary dramatically.
0: Yeah. And another yeah. consequence here, Dan, before I let you go is, I mean, over the last couple summers, they've had a hard time hiring lifeguards, right? So, all of this, now we're here with another lawsuit. I feel like all of this is going to make teens and their parents start to think twice about a summer job at a beach or the pool.
1: Well, you're a parent, you know, and, and I think any parent would, would definitely, uh, and they, they still technically have control of their kids when they're minors, like like these to uh, young women were when when they Absolutely. allegedly were were uh, uh, suffering this childhood sexual abuse as they called it in the lawsuit. I, I don't think that it and there's a nationwide labor shortage in a lot of sectors. there aren't a lot of strong swimmers or enough that that we need um, in many, many places around the country. It's a nationwide problem. having said that i I, I would definitely think that it would give a lot of people pause before you know, signing off on their kid going to work there. We're talking about kids as young as really 15. I think right. the rule was you have to turn 16 by the 4th of July. So like the first month between Memorial Day, six weeks or whatever it is between Memorial Day and 4th of July, you could have 15 year olds out there.
0: It's hard to read lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit and, and not think twice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, people have told me that literally at at meetings uh, where we go out there and, and, you know, Park District had some hearings in the community to address this matter and to talk about what they were doing. And there were definitely people that that said, you know, no way I would let my kid do that.
0: We'll leave it there for now. That's Dan Mihalopoulos, investigative reporter for WBEZ. Thanks, as always, for the updates, Dan.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me
0: it for this episode. It was produced by Dan Tucker and Andrea Guffman. It was edited by Meha Ahmed, Linnea Dominic, and Brenda Ruiz. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again later today.